Welcome to the underground. Turn me up, bitch! My Little Underground with Peter A. It's My Little Underground. I'm Peter A. Make sure you're listening anywhere you get podcasts. And you can follow me on the socials at MLUPod. You can subscribe to the monthly email My Little Underground newsletter. That's all on PeterARadio.com. Super excited to welcome the great Shannon Lay to the show to celebrate the release of her awesome new album, Geist. And we're huge Simpsons fans, so there's going to be no shortage of Simpsons chatter here on today's episode. And since it's also October, we have to also talk about Treehouse of Horror as well. And March Simpson was actually inspiration to one of Shannon's songs that she will talk about. And she's also going to be in New York City for two nights as the headliner for the first time. So super exciting times for Miss Shannon Lay. And I can't wait for all of you to get to know her right here on My Little Underground. Please help me welcome Shannon Lay. What's cool is that we're talking in the heat of the fall and Halloween and it's Treehouse of Horror season. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. So, I was, just, I was yeah, just outside and like the, the smell of the air is changing, you know? Yep. It's yep. So beautiful. Oh my yes. God. Yeah. And first of all, congrats on Geist. I, I love the album. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. Thank and you so much. I was thinking about uh, like listening to it again and again and I was thinking about uh, the episode where uh, the whole family goes to the this apple cider village or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, Marge and Lisa, uh, well, Marge is acknowledging, look at all this foliage. And Lisa's like, it's foliage. Mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I said, Mom. That's what I said. Fo- foilage. I don't know. I know how to pronounce foilage. Technician to pronounce foilage. <laughs> Dude, that's such an amazing episode. I also love yeah. the part where Homer, um, Ned's like talking to him and he like leaves his body. <laughs> it's like, you could stay here, but I'm gonna. Oh man. Uh, so, you know what I noticed about uh, that episode? Uh, the, the area where all the apple cider-ness is happening. The, a few, I think it was like a few seasons later where Bart and Homer go to the museum of um, Thomas Edison and I think that area kind of looks ex- almost exactly the same. I don't know why I think of it. I had that correlation. Maybe it's like the museum district, right? You got like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So um, what is your favorite Treehouse of Horror? I don't think I've ever asked you that. Do you have a favorite um, year or just a favorite, um, you know, short or what? Oh, man. I love the um, the one where Homer's King Kong. That one like has always gotten me. I feel like the way they did it was so beautiful, like in the yep. black and white. And, and there's so many good jokes in that one. Yep. I yep. also love the one where Lisa creates the like tiny yes. uh, town. Yep, brilliant. That one's incredible. It has one of my favorite like subtle jokes. That one guy who's just like, she, she'll need, I'll get socks, she'll need socks. Like, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stuff like that is like why I love that show so much. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, the trails of horrors are like endless. There's so, oh my god, the one with like the nuclear holocaust and like Homer has to like battle yeah. the mutants. That one's amazing. Yeah. Little Marge, little Lisa, and the rest. <laughs> the rest, dude. What about you? What's your favorite? Um. Oh my goodness. Well, you you named a few. I love the King uh, the King Kong one. Um. Yeah. But what's always top of mind is the Shining. Um you know, oh, parody. Yeah. yeah. 
mm-hmm. the shitting the shitting yep. the shitting yeah that's a, that's a good one yeah and a real late one where the um they do a um a thing on gun violence and all the the, the zombies come back and everything like that like the, that one was really good um, yeah and like yeah. an aliens take over right because no one yeah yeah I, I do. <laughs> oh that's a that's a totally different one too but i love that one too oh, okay, okay yeah where um homer gets the magic hand yes that's when the aliens take over because oh, we yeah one. all the yeah oh they're all so good yeah all Ooh. brilliant oh man the first at least the first 10 or 12 years yeah um, incredible. do you do you think well you know well you wrote it of course you thought <laughs> blue is blue inspired by marge Oh yeah, totally. Okay. I was thinking of her 100%. It was, it was like kind of this idea of, I don't know. I feel like Marge loves so hard. Like the way that she loves her family is like so deeply unconditional and just like the most beautiful representation of a mother's love, you know? Yeah. I, I was totally thinking of her because it is that feeling of just like, I'm going to love you no matter what. It's going to yeah. turn my hair. Marge blue. blue, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think that that's deeply poetic because if you, yeah, like you say, if you know Marge, you know, like, like she'll love anything until the even like objects. Remember the suit that she bought at uh, yeah. that the what was it? The um, totally. uh, what was that fleet? The what was that outlet oh, at uh, um, Ogdenville, the Ogdenville, Ogdenville. outlet store? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she we turned that suit, like, yeah. Between the suits, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was scary. like it's so nuts how she turned the suit into so many different things, and then they they were able to get into the country club anyway. So, which is I, I you know what part what joke I've been thinking of a lot lately is when she just holds up a potato and she's like, I just learned to eat. I think about that all the time. Yep, yeah. all the time, all the time. <laughs> oh my god! Or or. The Chanel suit episode is so good. Oh, brilliant. that one. Absolutely oh. brilliant. I was also thinking about, uh, I, one of my best friends told me about this. He reminded me of it like a year ago. And when Homer tries to call Bart from Nelson's house, but he calls Millhouse. <laughs> where's, Mil, where's, tell Bart to come home. Who's Nelson? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's at Nelson. Who's Nelson? Dude, I always picture like the moments like that in the studio when they were recording. Like, yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, speaking of being in the studio, uh, remember when Homer was, uh, what was it? What was the dog? The stupid dog. Poochie. Oh, Poochie, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. Brilliant stuff. You know, the reason why I asked you about, you know, uh, the the Marge inspiration, not because of Simpsons love that we both have, is yeah. that, you know, I'm listening to Geist and songs like, you know, Awaken and Allow. When I first heard it, um, it really like tugged at my emotional strings, but it wasn't anything you said in the song. It had nothing to do with the lyrics at all. It was just the overall musical piece just kind of like made me feel all the feels, no pun intended, but... Mm-hmm. Do you do you kind of let the the arrangement tell your story, or do you come at a song at okay, this is what I'm going to talk about or refer to, and then the music is just the rest. I usually start with the lyrics, and you know, just kind of getting like the good, like I, I feel like a lot of songs are just really great poems, you know, like almost all of them. And so with this record, I went into it 
wanting to instill it with a lot of feeling. Like I went in there and, you know, was really conscious of my mindset while I was recording it and was very aware, you know, kind of for the first time of how impactful it is for the listener to experience what you're giving to them. And so to just go into it with the most, you know, conscious kind of attitude I could possibly have in the, in that moment, I feel like it, it, it really came through. And I, I think that the songs have this kind of multi-dimensional space where you could be listening to the lyrics or the music or just like feeling the tones of it and it all can hit you in different places you know yeah, yeah. and uh it, it, for me it was just the actual the music and the arrangement it just it just really it really touched me I don't, I don't know what it is it just doesn't make it like Tyson Gold wrote a song about his dog and I just love it I I connect I connect to it I don't know what it is you yeah, know, it's yeah. it's just and and the fact that that song specifically is almost almost nothing happening. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's almost like you're just standing at the beach listening to the waves, but you have no there's no other accompaniment. And it was just it was just absolutely stunning and remarkable. And I listen to it all the time. And it's just oh man, I can't oh, I say that. enough things about it. It's so beautiful. It's amazing. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. So you literally don't you literally do not want to leave California, even though that's what you're saying. <laughs> I love California. In the song, it, it just really represents my comfort zone. It's like a poetic way of saying, I got to step out of my comfort zone. Interesting. Try new things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it didn't, again, like, it didn't matter to me what you said. It's like how you went about doing it, but it was just, yeah, just wow. It's just really cool. Like, I, I can't wait to see how you can, if you include that song in your live set, how you, uh, you know, turn that out, which is really cool. And, and I've been doing it. It's really, yeah. it's really interesting. It's a whole different thing live, but it's rad. Tell me about your band. Um, who's in it? Um, Clank Keys is this wonderful woman named Debbie Nayer, who has a project called Lapel, and she also plays with a lot of other artists here in LA. And then on bass is Devin Hoff, who, um, for the New York shows, it'll be Devin Hoff, who played on the record, who played stand-up bass. So it's just stand-up bass, keys, and guitar. I love the stand-up bass. I think it's just a, a beautiful um, so instrument. Yeah. Yeah, and watching someone play it well is just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, let me ask you this: when you're putting together your your band for this, well, when you were making guys, did you have a a band in mind? No, no. I I was very much doing things on my own, just in my house. I was I was kind of like doing more demos than I ever had just because we had the time and um really fleshing everything out vocally like I was doing the harmonies and stuff and, the, and like the vocal arrangements and um had no idea what it would become I knew I knew that at, at some point during the writing process I knew I was making the record and so then I started kind of thinking about it a little more and and then it occurred to me that it just really needed like it just needed some tone masters to go in there and just create um like supportive textures. And so I immediately thought of keys. Like I've been so obsessed with the way that like a Wurlitzer or a Rhodes like feels in your ears. Like it's just so good. Yeah. And stand-up bass has a really similar quality where it's really kind of powerful but soft. And so the combo just felt so right. And I'm I'm so stoked on how it came together. It was really cool. I think what it what it comes out as as a finished product it is 
you know, let's say if you're going on a long drive and you're, you're kind of overwhelmed with loud things, things that are loud, and then you put on guys and it's, it kind of brings you, brings you out of that, but it's not totally, it's not mind numbing. There's, there's a lot of stuff that grabs your attention, but it's really just relaxing you. It's like tea. It's sipping tea. That's it. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. I actually went on one of the last, the last tour that I went on before COVID hit, um, the our tour manager that we had didn't listen to music that often in the car. And so I got to know that Sybil Bear record color green really well. And it was only because there wasn't anything else going on. Like I was able to just like really appreciate how fucking quiet that music is and like hear every single thing that she was doing. And it was such a cool experience. And it's just occurring to me now that that probably had a really big influence on like just what I wanted to create with this was that stillness, you know, it, it does require you to like, kind of take like remove yourself in a way and just like be th- with it, you know? Yep. Yep. And you know, it's, I was going to the beach a lot this summer. Um, so I think your album would have just fit perfectly because I was just starting to appreciate the the quietness of it. And where, where my apartment is, sometimes I lift up the window, I listen to the trees. You know, if I'm working all day and I listen to a lot of music, I'll just not put on music and just listen to what's happening out there. You know what I mean? There's, there's an arrangement out there happening that we just can't record. You know what I mean? Dude, I just played some shows in San Francisco and the last one was just on the street in front of a gallery. And the sound of the traffic was so beautiful with the set. Like sound of traffic. Yes, it was like it was coming through my microphone. So it was like slightly uh, like reverberated, you know, and it was it just like kind of had its own perfect timing with with everything. It was so cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I will say the same thing about doing a podcast, because sometimes, you know, I'll lift up the window again and just whatever happens out there, it happens. Like A fire truck would go by, which has happened to me before, but it doesn't bother me at all. It's it just adds to the whole experience. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So let me ask you this, right? So, you know, you're you're adding all these layers. This is the most multi-layered I've ever heard from you as a, as a solo artist, right? So there's a lot happening. So sometimes do you think, you know what, I just want to pick up my guitar and just play and doodle and I don't need my band right now. Do you ever just feel that sometimes, even if you're on tour with your group, do you just feel like, okay, today is just Shannon? Yeah, I, I think, I really learned to appreciate that aspect of what I do. And I think I always want it to stand alone really well and, you know, be able to just take a guitar and, and travel around and not have so much attached to the situation. And it's in the end, I think what it, you know, why it, you know, one of the reasons why it's such a special thing is because it can just be that and, and be, you know, entertaining and moving and, and, um, I, th- I feel like it's like one of my superpowers, you know, like to, to have that ability. Like I want to honor the fact that I've been given that ability, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, it's just when I'm hearing these songs and, you know, I'm enjoying the recording of it, but I'm also thinking live, it's going to be, it's probably going to be a different experience, but I don't know. So when you're, when you're going through these songs through a live music perspective, a live performance perspective, are you just trying to recreate what you've imagined on record or totally reinvent these arrangements live? A lot of it is, there's, I think there's key moments 
um, that I wanted to keep in there. But for the most part, you know, whoever's with me on stage, I love it when people add their flavor to it. I think that you should let people have fun with it and let it become what it wants to become live. Because I don't know, I, I always like when songs are a little bit different in person. Like I just went to see Ty uh, at um, Terragram Ballroom the other day and he did a version of Squealer that was so sick. It was, it started off just like metal, like Yes, God damn it! And then it snapped into the quick, the quicker one, and then yeah, went yeah, yeah. slow. And I was just in the back, like, what the fuck? <laughs> the fuck? I get chills now just thinking about it. But I love the ability to re- kind of rethink things, and especially when I play solo, you know, I've been transferring a lot of the old stuff onto the nylon string and playing it in different keys and trying out different versions versions of things, and that feels really fun. But yeah, Geist Live, it's it's really cool. I, I just did the first show, um, you know, celebrating the record on Friday. We played it like a house in Long Beach. And I mean, there's something going on with just like, the it's the combination of instruments that just like kind of creates this really cool magic in the in the room. And I'm I'm excited to do it more. It's 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 a really special thing. It's it's, it's totally different, which is cool. You know, it's like. It can just be whatever it whatever it is in in that moment, and it's it's magical. It's so cool. And now you're making me feel better about purchasing a ticket to the show. You know what I mean? Now I just can't freaking wait. You know, it's cool because these are my first headlining shows in New York, and I try not to have too much expectation around things, but I do want to do a you know it makes me want to do a really good job and like really bring it. So it's been cool to just give it everything that it wants to have and. I think especially when you put intention and energy and direction behind what you want, the universe is like, hell yeah, you can have all of that. It's going to be easy. You're going to have the money for it. You're going to have the ability, the capacity. It's going to be exactly what you want it to be. Like, cause that's what it needs to, you know, it's like, it all happens when you just kind of surrender to what wants to be put in place. And that's what the whole thing has felt like. Like it, it's just been really easy when it's meant to be. So it's, it's been it's been nicer to not have to redirect so much i just like follow the ease (laughs) the only thing you gotta do is just bring you you know what i mean because you're in a different space now it's your second sub pop album right correct me if i'm wrong but it's just now you just have to you're now you've been finding who you were as a solo artist right and just bring that to new york city and i know i'm gonna i've been following you for a long time so you know I'm ready to see what else you got cooking. What, you know, what other recipes you got cooking up? You know what I'm saying? Yes, you know? it's like it's like RuPaul says, you already got the job. <laughs> so just show up and kill it, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, do I belong here? It's like, you belong here. You're here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got yeah. no imposter syndrome. I like that. That's yeah. what's up, you know? Yeah. And working on that. <laughs> right, we all are. But yeah. And you're playing in New York spaces that you've never been before, right? You've never played, uh, TVI is a relatively new venue and Mercury Lounge, you probably, you ever, have you ever played there before? No? No, no. Oh, look at that. Challenge, I love it. Challenge accepted, right? What, what was so it. beautiful about that experience is Mercury Lounge hit me up. Like I, I had just lost my booking agent and I had gone through two, trying to find somebody, nothing was working out. And then I said, you know what, I'm gonna try booking myself and like a week later they hit me up and they were like do you want to come to New York and play some shows and I said yes I do you know like that's 
that's so cool. Like that, like it's it really does come at you when you just accept what's happening. It it all falls into place. It's the coolest. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're you're gonna kill it. I already know it. I'm real. so stoked. I'm so stoked. Yeah, yeah. I I've never seen you live solo, but uh -huh. I've only seen you with feels. But like, I I can't wait for this. You know, this new completely new experience. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a treat. Yeah. Really yeah. Awesome. And you know, you were geeking out about about Ty. You know, I usually do that. You know, offline. But when you we're talking about you know different you know uh, ways of of doing songs, he did the levitation sessions recently, and I've been obsessed with it. Um, and especially he did this new version of Love Fuzz. It's just I can't uh, stop listening to it. I just can't. You can't you stop. have to, it's for someone like him to be around so long. You know, it's because he does that. I think he he's always like reimagining what he's created. And it's so fun for the listener because you love the recordings, you love the original, but to like, you know, it's almost like what the Grateful Dead did where like every show was kind of its own experience. Yeah. And he, he's so good at doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like with like Warm Hands, uh, Freedom Return. I, that's, uh, I don't, I, I can't even, even put into words what that song means to me like the, what he's saying I don't I don't care what he's saying it's just how he's saying it like just like you it's like you, I don't know what, what it is about you West Coast artists like you you just say things and you just make me feel, <laughs> feel it I don't get it you know when he comes back with the freedom reprise and it's I'm just like frozen it's brilliant oh man amazing I love it yeah so you're doing uh festival dates right you're doing uh how do you pronounce it? the the Hui Chico, how do you pronounce that? That's what you're doing. Uchika. Uchika. Yeah, yeah. So you're doing that, and you're coming to New York City, right? So two different animals, right? You yes. have a festival, then you have these small theater-like venues. Yeah. You know, tell me, you know, if you've done if you've done it before, right? You've done festivals before, yeah. Totally. So okay, so tell me your like experiences, you know, as just a solo artist, not not as a band in general, just you, mm -hmm. Shannon Lay playing festivals and playing these uh, theaters? Like, what is your experience like? What is the the crowd reaction like if you're paying attention to that? Like, tell me, how are you feeling? I mean, I've, I've had a lot of fun playing festivals. I think it's like a really cool arena because everyone's just so down for whatever. You know, I think you'll get, you have a better chance of someone walking up who has no idea who you are and watching you play and being stoked and, um, it's just such a like a, a kind of like electric like like zone of, of everyone with all these common interests you know it's kind of a fun place to be and and uh, as I get older I have less and less capacity for them just because I like to sit down a lot and like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I love going to festivals and I love playing festivals and this one in Huchika is unreal it's at a winery in Sonoma and it's just this gorgeous like expanse of land and they have a donkey. It's fun. It's, it's like a, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. And then, and then theaters, you know, I'm, I'm trying to distance myself a little bit from traditional venues. I, I, really? I don't, I don't really find myself like attracted to the little black box anymore. Like the tour I just did of been SF. It was all DIY shows. One was like in the back of a, a vintage store and one was in like a Kerouac alley next to Vesuvio bar. And, it just felt nice because it, you know, curating the environment when the music is something that requires stillness, that requires you to maybe give a little bit more of yourself, like to create a place where the exchange happens easily. And I think that that's like my goal moving forward. If I can 
pull it off is to just really kind of curate the environment so that it's supportive of what's going on, you know? I, yeah. I will say like coming, coming up in the scene that I did, I opened for tons of loud bands solo and it really showed me how much of a capacity people do have for this kind of music, you know? Like a lot of the time, you know, I would get that room quieted down and just listening. And that was like the coolest feeling to just like kind of be there. And at the time it felt like, how you know, I really was, was gunning to like convince everyone. I was just like, you know, listen to this. It's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. Let's do this together, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, but now, you know, I just, I really wanna, um, I completely trust that this is what I'm supposed to be doing in this world. And I'm pretty done convincing anyone else of that. And so I, I just really wanna create a space where people are coming in because they want to be there and I'm there because I want to be there and, and it's just like a yeah an easy communication you know I think that's what makes the the, the best artists and artistry and the best music like you're really trying to um focus and uh kind of like create here is my music and you're here because you like what I have to say and you like what I have to play and I'm playing for you because you like it's a it's a give and take you know what I mean um, so what do you mean by like black box theaters? Like, are you, you are you like moving? Are you saying you don't really, um, are, do you not want to play those? Like, what, what do you mean by that? I'm curious. I do. I do want to play them. I think I just mm -hmm. want to prioritize, ah. you know, it, making it a little more of an experience if I can. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah. That's cool. Cause yeah. I can see you playing like, you know, um, just like a like a street fair, right? And like a Radio City kind of thing. You know what I mean? I can yeah. see both of that. Okay, that's what it's about. That it's it's about not limiting yourself, but maybe maybe I'm developing preferences, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, no, to like a Radio City musical. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I think like you know, because okay, I think whatever whatever you're playing, it doesn't matter what the the venue is, as long as like okay, we're here to see Shannon Lay. Yeah. But it doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't matter right. what it is, you know, what space it is. As yeah. long as you're here, you're playing, and we get to see the full experience of who you are, right? Yeah, totally, totally, yeah. yeah. So you did a little ditty for uh, Fun Texas Choice, um, mm -hmm. Good Time, right? So was this song kind of like a spur of the moment? Did you hear what's going on in the news in Texas? And like, I got to do something. Or did you already have something cooked up from the guy sessions and you just let it out? Um, good time I've had for a long time. Um, and I always have, I used it during the Mondays with Shan um, uh, when I was playing on Instagram live at the beginning of the pandemic, I'd, I'd open it with just like by playing that song, you know, get everybody, get everybody settled. And then, yeah, uh, yeah when, when the law got passed, I, I just, I really wanted to help. And it felt like a, an easy way, like that day to just like do something. And um it felt like a good time to do it. So it's like, there we go, you're gonna do that. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Like, is there any um, other kind of causes that um, you would not only write songs for or share some songs already had for a, a certain particular cause? Yeah, I would I would love to get into doing that more. I, I um, donate to a couple amazing organizations like one is called ocean voyages and they um are kind of just like a crew of people that clean up the ocean in, in and around hawaii and um like they've picked up just like 
tons of trash as just like the people that they are. So like, you know, supporting something super tangible like that or um, the nature conservancy, like you see those people all the time outside like a grocery store, yeah. stop and talk to them and donate because they do, they do amazing things for the world. And I don't know, I, I love uh, learning. There's, there's so much stuff to like learn about and, and be informed about and, you know, don't feel bad about what you're not doing. Feel good about what you, what you do. So like, if, you know, just like get in there, however you feel called to. Yep. Yeah. 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 So are you, I know like with, you know, with COVID and everything and, you know, we're, we're all locked down inside and I feel like now, especially with this album, it's a very outdoor album. It's a very autumn album. You know, you know, we were talking about what spaces you were performing, you know, and you've played outside, but like, would you ever consider, like, I'm not sure what the logistics are of this, like just doing an outdoor show, not like just a festival or anything like that, or a rooftop, but like literally outside, we're outdoors in a certain space and you're performing. Yeah, man, you hit the nail on the head. I've been looking into like, they make the coolest little silent electric generators now. And okay. I've been looking into those and I kind of want to start doing this thing where you, I just like drop a pin and I'm like, this is where I'm going to be. Come, come watch, you know, because like there's so many cool, especially around LA, like I've noticed so many little parks with like stages and like there's, I live in Pasadena and there's like this little park with like this amphitheater. It's like so beautiful, but I want to, yeah, just kind of like set up shop and, and do the thing every once in a while. I feel like I, I, that's the vibe I got in San Francisco and I, I was, I was hooked on it. It just felt so nice. Yep. Yep. So I am so excited to see you come to New York City once again. Um, and the album is Geis, and you're Shannon Lay. And tell, <laughs> tell everybody where they can follow you and the, listen to this record, buy the record, and yeah. et cetera. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram, I guess, um, Shanny2Dope. Yes. And uh, you can go to my Linktree. I'm obsessed with Linktree. It's so convenient. And yeah. um, I just started a mailing list where I do new moon and full moon tarot readings in each in, in bi-monthly and um just fill you in on where i'm playing and what i'm doing and so sign up for that if you want to uh yeah are you a juggler i didn't even have to yeah i've been thinking about i've been thinking about um because i have the cd of um the great malenko and it's such a great album it is so good these yeah. fuckers are so goddamn creative. They don't get enough credit for that. But they've been so they've been so successful in spite of everybody. But oh my goodness. What, what's your favorite ICP album, song, moment, festival, whatever? You know, I have no idea. I'm a fake mm -hmm. juggalo. I'm gonna You're a fuggalo. I am a fuggalo. <laughs> a a fagalo? Uh yeah. Love it. No, yeah, that there you go. That makes sense. <laughs> I should get into it though. I should get into it though. No, my my friend Josh Taylor, he invented yeah. this legacy for me that I was conceived at the first ICP concert and oh, yeah. with my father. And so <laughs> I am the little Shani too dope. <laughs> now you have to write a little folk tale about that. That's yeah. your job now. That's yeah. I'm pigeonholing you in that. You yeah, know, you have to write show, you, know? <laughs> you have to write a concept album of you growing up as a juggalo. And then that album is going to get the same amount of press that like that this Decemberist album got like 15 years ago. It's yeah. going to be played in coffee shops everywhere. People are going to start respecting Juggalos. And yes. yep, 
You're going to start a movement, Shannon. You're going to start oh, a movement. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Love it. All right, last thing before I let you go. Okay, so we're both big Simpsons fans. So how do you prefer to watch the series? Do you have DVDs or are you a Disney Pluser or what? I am a Disney Plus member. Okay. Um, I, you know, the aspect ratio is a little frustrating at times, mm-hmm. but we can handle it. We can get through it. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, I, I know they just posted season 32 and I, I kind of want to, um, catch up on some of the newer ones, see what they've been up to. Really? You really want to watch the newer stuff? Interesting. I don't know. Sometimes. Okay. I don't know. My partner's been, um, uh, he's a family guy fan and I never, I, <sighs> wow. we, don't that. we don't handle that in this house. So I, Man, you know, opposites attract. God damn. Wow. I know it's rough. It's rough. But he's been, yeah, he's been, he's been having me watch some Family Guy episodes and um, I still don't like that show. Yeah, me neither. I don't like it at all. <laughs> Not like at all. Nope. No. Nope. No. Um, okay. Have you seen, I, we may have talked about this years ago, but um, I don't remember. There's a certain couch gag in uh, season 26, right? I remember it specifically because um i can't unsee it it's one of the it's be- the couch gag is way better than some episodes that have happened recently i have to i'm gonna send it to you it is okay. unfreaking believable you, you can't unsee it after i send it to you whoa yep. is it one of like the long ones it's pretty lo- it's a longer one but you're it's gonna be you're gonna be like what the fuck yeah cool. it's crazy oh, i love it yep yep oh, yep i love the simpsons thanks for having a simpsons chat that was yeah. that was fills my soul man. it was a long time coming there was so much i needed to talk to you about so much, so much more i needed to talk to you about yes yes yep. and then when you come to new york oh man i'm gonna talk your off uh more yes. about yes. <laughs> i'll have a private room set up with beverages ah! <laughs> like our own universal studios park just a place yes. just instead of just going on rides we just talk shop yes i'm going back there on thursday for the first time since the really? pandemic Oh, I have, I have to see it. I really, they have one in Florida, I think, a uh, Simpsons um, thing. It's very Universal. cool. The one here yeah. is very cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So when I come out to LA, I'll d- definitely check that out. All right, yeah. Shannon, thank you so much for coming on. Um, the album is amazing and you're amazing. And I can't wait to see you in New York. Yay. Thank okay. you, dude. Be well.